the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, there's nobody here but us chickens. Ann's not here. Rufus isn't here. Rufus is up in the mountains, uh, and he's going he's gonna to call in. Gerald Adams uh, was going to be with us this morning. He was our scheduled guest, but he is sick. He is. Uh, he says he's been throwing up and, and uh, all kinds of stuff, so uh, I am sorry that, uh, that he is he is feeling poorly this morning. Phil Campbell's going to join us. Uh, Rufus is going to join us a little bit uh, uh, later, I guess. When he uh, when he gets up this morning, he he doesn't he doesn't when he's on the road. He doesn't usually get up quite as early for uh, for the show. So uh, you know he's he's not a morning guy. He's more of a uh, a late morning guy. I guess actually I am too, but I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning uh, most days. But I've been on vacation this week, so um, I've had a lot of time to think about everything, and including gardening. But uh, you're welcome to call us at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I know Bob is uh, going to talk about tomatoes. I'm sorry that uh, the Gerald, the expert, is not here to uh, to discuss that. But um, we do grow a few tomatoes. So, you know, it's funny. We, uh, we thought we were growing uh, the uh, Rufus tomato that Gerald had developed. But it doesn't look like other people's uh, Rufus tomatoes. It, it's not kind of pinky and striped and all of that. It's bright orange. And uh, they are beautiful. And it has been a... a very, very reliable plant this season so far, at least fruit-wise. The fruit has looked stupendous. Uh, we haven't we haven't eaten one yet. They're sitting on there. Several of them sitting on the counter. We just got back from the beach, so I, I picked. I got back a little earlier, so I picked picked some, and they're kind of sitting there waiting, waiting for us to jump on them and make a sandwich of some kind. So uh, I hope you're having the same luck. Let's uh, let's check in with Bob and Wake Forest. Bob, are uh, you having luck with your tomatoes? Well, that's why I'm calling. This can either be what should I do or what would you do question. Um, I have well, I'd ask Gerald, but I can't ask him. <laughs> well, I know. well, this is going to be more about eating them. Okay. I've thrown away. I've thrown away my first six tomatoes, a little bit smaller than a softball. Because a bird or a little rabbit has taken one plug out of them and left me with the rest of the tomato very good. Yeah. My wife doesn't think we ought to eat that tomato, that we ought to throw it away. And you know me, I want to cut that part completely out and eat the rest of the tomato. So, what would you do? Well... I, I'm probably in your wife's camp, but I would have to. I think I would have to analyze individually uh, the each tomato, and 
and and see how far they had gone into the tomato uh so forth i guess it's it's just uh, a matter <laughs> it's a matter of taste bob but she i think she's she's uh i think i would ask uh, if you if you have a doctor friend i think i would ask a doctor oh. okay and and see or a veterinarian if you know whether there are a lot fewer of those but uh okay. if you know a doctor i would ask the doctor i i mean i have i have uh you know we watch over our kids we don't want them to eat dirt yeah. and all of that but yeah you know it's kind of good for you to to get a, a germ here and there as long as it's not going to cause any problems but it's it's hard to know where these animals have been. I know. You're you're sounding like my wife. I'm thinking I'm thinking rabies and all kinds of stuff, but I doubt yeah. that a uh, a rabbit animal is going to bite into a tomato. I think that yeah, that um, you're thinking also that uh, you know they're just testing it, and that's what they are to see if they they like the tomato. And well, a friend of mine last night said possibly <clears throat> it was a um, a bird wanting to get some liquid. Well, very well could be, and th- and that's that's usually what I'm pecking holes. That's usually what I see yeah. in a tomato. Yeah, and you know if you if you if you have a water source nearby, usually they, I, I would think that they wouldn't bother the tomato yeah. for for liquid. Right. Okay. Uh, All right. But th- but that's a thought that doesn't that doesn't solve your your problem. Yeah. Uh, well, but you know. I, I would I would ask a, a physician if you know a physician what they would do. Uh, I'd probably if it was just a small little peck. I'd probably and it wasn't too deep. I think I would probably cut that out and and uh, eat okay. the rest and uh, right. take a bicarbonate afterwards. All right, That's or take a tums or something. I don't know. I, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure other people have thought about this. What kind of tomatoes are you growing, Bob? Uh, either Big Boy or uh, German Johnson. They are the two my dad always planted, so that's what I tend to plant. Yeah, German Johnson uh, supposedly have a little less acid. I don't know. A lot of people like the flavor. They do look a bit different, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I yeah, I like German Johnson, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm out here picking some uh, uh the, the 100 sweet 100 uh tomatoes they go in salads little cherry tomatoes oh yeah they are so easy to grow the the smaller oh, tomato yeah. varieties they just yeah. they uh, produce and, and there's so many different sizes of them and yeah. it's yeah. hard to it, uh, you haven't tried to make a sandwich out of those have you <laughs> no i haven't okay <laughs> no yeah. uh, now, yeah. you did mention one thing i'd like to give you a uh suggestion on you've got tomatoes sitting on the counter yeah i don't know if you've ever done this but it is incredible good all right put your tomatoes in a brown paper sack fold it over and put them in a dark closet or room and i'm telling you they will get as red as though they were ready to pick off the vine and eat a sandwich right now wow doing that for years so it, I, I wonder what is affecting that. I, I don't know, but I've got four, uh, four bags right now with tomatoes in them in my closet in bags, 
You try it one time, and I want it. I believe that's what you'll do from now on and not just put them on your counter. It's unbelievable, really. Well, I might try that then. You really should. I've been I've been hovering over these tomatoes. I don't want to mess with them until oh. my wife gets home today. Yeah. And because uh, she'd get on me if, about it. If, if you put them in a brown paper bag, fold them over, put them in a dark room, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now, how, how do you uh, – we've also had a debate on this show about uh, how to eat tomatoes or what, what are in the fixings of a – of a sandwich what what is your favorite type of tomato sandwich uh lots of mayonnaise and lots of pepper is what i do because that's what i saw my dad do all my life what kind of bread uh i use well on some of it's because of what's in it but i use the wonder bread myself wonder bread how about that wonder bread and um, I put lots of uh, Hellman's mayonnaise on it and a lot of um, pepper on it and thick tomato slices. And honestly, I tell people I'd rather have that, and, and I'm truthfully, rather have that than a filet mignon. That's my favorite thing to eat in life is tomato sandwich. Well, we get it so rarely, and, and uh, you know the tomatoes have to be just right, and everything has to be just right. And when it is, right. it is perfect. Yes, it is. It's nothing like it. Well, Bob, I am so glad that you called and um, we discussed this. And I, <clears throat> Phil Campbell is is on the line. She's uh, she's going to rescue me and and help me out this morning as as long as she has time. And okay. And I so well, Phil, let's see if we can get Phil on here. I, um, Phil, I asked Phil's opinion. Uh, hey, Phil, uh, Bob had originally called about some tomatoes on his his vine that he has thrown away at his wife's insistence because there have been like a bird, one little bird pecking on there or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so he threw them away rather than eat them. Wh- which would you do? I would eat them. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, um, I mean, just one bird peck, I would go ahead and eat it as soon as you can. One bird peck's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's a bird peck. Yeah. 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 It most of the time it is. Um, my figs are the same way. Uh, there, there's some that the birds have eaten half of it, but then I think there's some of the smaller birds that are trying to eat the figs and they can't eat the whole thing or they just take a little piece off of it. And it's not yeah. And Bob pointed out maybe the moisture. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would eat them. That's not a problem in the world. Well, all right, Bob. I told him to ask the physician if he was real concerned about it, but uh, I'll let you negotiate with your wife there, Bob, about that. But you can. Well, now I'm gonna call the physician. You can. You can pass along our opinions. I will. Right. Now, last week I called with 30 seconds to go about the peach people, apple people up in uh, Cana, Virginia. Do you care to hear that again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, the name of the group is Leonard's Orchard. They're right uh, 30 seconds off of Highway 52 going up towards the parkway. And their telephone number is 276-733-6855 or 336-648-4712. And this is uh, a dad and his son. They have a huge peach orchard, a huge apple orchard. 
And uh, this is what they do for a living. They're extremely nice family. And um, they just do a great, great job. And they've got plenty this year. Well, where is it near? Give us a, a landmark. Right. So we- if you go, if you go uh, past Mount Airy, the first little town you come to is Cana, Virginia. And then you keep on going. You don't need to go past Cana because that's where they are. But if you keep on going, you go uh, up to Fancy Gap, Virginia, that you're familiar with. So, right. My uh, brother goes there a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right in there. There's, there's a bunch of fruit stands or a huge fruit well, stand on the right going up. Yeah, that's yeah. Cana, Carolina. Uh, right. Excuse me, Carolina, Virginia, the big, big fruit stand. And it's really close to that. If you're familiar with what used to be Mountain Man, mm-hmm. uh, yep. it's, it's just before you get to Mountain Man, and they have a big sign there that says Leonard's Orchard. You turn left, go down that road a mile, and they're on your left. Yep. And we bought they're, pizzas uh, last they're, week they're when we were up there. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> it makes me want to go up there right now, as yeah, a matter of fact. Right. I wonder if it's cooler. <laughs> what if it's cooler up there? I'll be going this week, so if you want me to get you a box of them, you can let me know, and I'll be glad to bring them home to you. Bob, you're a good man. I'll tell you that. That's uh, that. You know, that's really that's one of our closest ways to get to the mountains of of North Carolina up through Fancy Gap, and yeah, yeah. So we've got a place up there on the Parkway. So oh, good for you. To, uh, I've talked to uh, Phil before, trying to get a real estate agent to find her some land up there, Phil. You might remember who I am. But, yeah, um, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, I'd love, I'm picking I'd love to have a place. We used to have a place yeah. up in Hillsville. My mom and dad did, but um, it was yeah. just too much to get up there and take care of all the time. So yeah, um, I know. Need something have closer. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous yeah. up there. Yeah, it is. Well, Phil, I told told him I'm picking your sweet 100s this morning. I got here with a basket picking them. So uh, I appreciate those sweet 100s. They're great. Yeah, no birds have messed with those, huh? No, they don't like little tomatoes. They just like uh, softball size. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. We'll have to deal with them. Let, let us know what you end up doing, Bob. I will. I sure will, and thanks for your program. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Bye. Okay. Hey, how about that? I, I got through a call all by myself been a long time since i've had to do that it it's been a long time since uh, a guest is, didn't show up i mean it's been well, decades lonely call me. yeah i uh you know who i called i, I this is to show you how long ago i called uh, tony avent and i by uh-huh. i looked in the phone book and found his number i mean it was before cell phones and all that stuff and and tony answered the phone so oh man yeah yeah i mean it has been a while ago. yeah like uh i don't know 90s the early 90s maybe so uh i, I appreciate <laughs> i appreciate it phil i i owe you but oh, i didn't no, i didn't want i didn't want to i didn't want to have to talk do a monologue for three hours i watched bart rittner <laughs> do that uh too often i don't want to and i want you to have to listen to my voice or or get get my uh opinions on on gardening when i'm certainly uh i'm pretty good broadcaster i'm not uh i'm you know i'm not the gardener that i should be after all these years you, you know i just uh you i got a lot of interest got a lot of interest by my fig tree and i'll bet you i, I just steered about 25 birds out of it of course most of them are in the top 
so there's still a few figs at the bottom for for me so you oh. said you were going to take a shower did you take a shower that quick yeah man it dead takes- gum it must have been a sponge bath no 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 it takes me an hour to take a shower no no carlton, carlton laughs at me he'll, i'll come out and he'll go have you already had a shower and i'll go yep dead gum that's magic water that's magic water out there just like everything else (laughs) well moms have to take showers really fast well i know learned to do that a long time ago i know you gotta get your kids ready for church and and get everything straight in the mornings and then on sunday mornings that's when i had the biggest rush and and then uh you know and then you've got about 15 minutes to do it all Well, I don't know what Rufus usually calls uh, during eight o'clock hour. He must be he must be sleeping in. Maybe last night was not a school night. I don't know. Probably not. What he was uh, what he was doing up there in the mountains. But yeah, that's where yeah. he is. Uh, but at any rate, I, I do I do appreciate uh, well, your your joining us this morning. I don't mind. <laughs> glad, glad you glad you were available. So uh, what's what's going on at uh, Campbell Road Nursery? It's been I've been at the beach all week or most of the week, and it's uh, right. mighty hot down there. I assume it was here too. It we well we did close one day. Um, I do see uh, swallowtail butterfly. First thing I saw when I walked up, on one of the budleas, and uh, she's absolutely beautiful. So she's having her little morning snack before uh, too many people get around, but. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty brutal week, but um, it's it's been good. We got a little bit of rain here. Um, Boy, we got uh, I don't know what night it was. We had a, a major storm. I uh-huh. it the wind and everything was blowing so hard down at Topsail, and the rain was so hard. I was I didn't know if it was uh, there were straight line winds or or if we were getting ready to have a tornado. I know the poor folks in Rocky Mountain. Um, Oh, through okay. Dorches and, yeah. and Red Oak and and all uh, had had a tough time and I pray for them. Uh, I wasn't yeah, sure if sure. yeah it, but it was it was certainly a lightning show down there looking across Topsail Sound and at uh, the mainland and looking up toward Jacksonville. I didn't know it was uh, it just all of a sudden hit us. Right. So. Well, we uh, we didn't have much here. I actually went to the mountains for a couple of days to see a friend and um but i was driving back the day that the tornado hit and it wasn't it it never did get really bad here we just had about three tenths of an inch of rain and that was it so i I feel so bad for those people but uh i'm appreciative that uh we didn't have a lot to have to clean up here that's for sure yeah yeah that uh that is always uh, that's kind of hard to guard against i know y'all can can deal with frost and and freeze and stuff. Y'all can move things around, but you know, just Mother Nature all of a sudden hits uh, hits your area and starts blowing over things. And you have a lot of containers. Yeah, I've always been uh, I've always been afraid that that we'd have a straight line wind or something that would hit the the plastic uh, covering on our house that has the tags in it. Uh-huh. And if it did, we'd have tags strewn from here to Ocracoke. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> That that would certainly not help. But, right, um, right. Anyway, so uh, you've got uh, you mentioned last week or sometime pansies, right? Now pansies, Lordy, pansies! I can't even believe this. Pansy plug 
will be coming in um, the first week in September. Uh, we're actually getting those in a week later than we normally do. We're trying to educate people to the fact a lot of people wanted, they start wanting pansies about the first of, uh, somewhere around the first of September, always around Labor Day. And it's unfortunate because if you put them out that early, they're not going to do well. Um, in the past, I guess, five years, we've watched when our landscapers, especially the, we watched the big landscape bed, and we've watched, and some of the landscapers have reported back to me, and I've watched also watched the beds they put in, and it's just they've just done better if you don't put them in before about mid-October. So if you've got to have some color between Labor Day and mid-October, then just put some moms in. You don't have to put a ton of moms in, just spot some in. You don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money on them, but they're nice because you can keep them and they'll come back. Yeah. So, uh, God, yeah, time is I, moving I, along. This summer's moving along pretty quickly, isn't it? It is. It is. It really I'm seems like it is. Sometimes it really drags out. Uh, I mean, the weather's not that great, but... Uh, it just because uh, I'm I'm more of a fall fall winter person mm-hmm. than a just uh, don't like the hot weather. Never have. You know, hot is hot. No, I don't. I never been a person that want to lay out on the beach or anything like that. I just I like the nice cool fall mornings and when you can go out and take a really good deep breath and yeah, just. Uh, yeah, yeah we didn't have a lot of uh, breeze down at the beach this week, so that was uh, not good. And about bad. 60 uh, 60 of Melissa's relatives were down there. So, uh-huh. uh, I mean, there were a lot of uh, dinners and gatherings and things. So, uh, I mean, that, having all those people together, too, outside, is, is uh, it makes things even warmer. So, right, But we, all, right. we had a pretty good time. Right. So you, yeah, so what part of the mountains did? Down on his golf cart, he's checking things out for me. Who? <laughs> David. Oh, good for him. The mayor of uh, the mayor of the mayor, Campbell yeah. Road Nursery. Yeah, he's he's probably wondering where the governor is right now. <laughs> well, I don't he's I don't know. Sleeping in in Boone. <laughs> I suppose that's uh, I suppose he is. It, it, he yeah he was supposed to go up there. I don't know if he's got any relatives left up there he's, he may have been visiting some friends this is kind of an annual trip for him so he likes to go to the mountains right. you went for two days what was it uh well hey i got i got news coming up let me ask you about the weather in the mountains coming up okay, here I will. all right we'll be back all right Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Uh, it, <laughs> for a while, it was going to just be me because Gerald Adams was going to be on, and uh, but he's sick. He's he's not feeling well this morning, so I called Phil Campbell, and um, she um, she's sitting there at home to help me out. Well, so you don't have to listen to a monologue today and maybe some wrong answers. Uh, Phil, before I asked you about uh, the weather, the weather out was in the mountains. Bob is in Spring Hope. Bob, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, how can we help you? I got a question for you. My mother, um, bless her heart, she had 
gardens all her life, perfect gardens. She yeah. could take a plant that was about dead and bring it back to life. And I asked her one time, I said, Mama, how do you get this, you know, how, how do you do your garden? And she pulled out the old almanac. She said, I plant with the signs. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, a lot of people have, have mentioned that over the years, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who have done it that way. I don't know how many people do it that way now. Phil, uh, do you use uh, the, the almanac, the old farmer's almanac, or any of the signs, as it I were? I don't use it that much now. Um, I know that um, I, was, I was really into that with my uh, grandparents. My granddad and my granny that lived in Elements County, um, I guess back in that day, which would have probably been uh, Bob's uh, mom, um, back in that day, a lot more people, um, it seems, used it. And, and they were probably, I guess they had more time. They didn't have as much information uh, and, and that sort of thing. But um, right now, I just try to, I try to remember what I've done in the past and try to watch the weather and and just try to keep up with things and and i don't know sometimes you're you're you just get this gut feeling that we're not gonna that we are gonna have another freeze or something like that and i guess when you work with plants so long that just kind of happens i there there are there are guides i know i know you can go online and uh to the to all the farmers almanac and and they I have a, an a planting calendar if if you don't have a hard copy of it and uh, it has uh, you know it has all the all the vegetables the beans the beets and all the way down and right it, and Wyatt Quarles has something similar to that too. yeah well yeah she would plant like her root crop when the sign was in the feet oh and the, and the flowering. When the sign was in the head, that's why she hmm. explained it to me. Sign was in the head. Yeah, you know, for your flowering crop. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And then for your root crop, uh, when the sign was in the foot. Huh. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah, she that's, uh, that's she was really something, wasn't she? Yeah. And but I bet you know, I I bet she. She did a lot of digging and all kinds of stuff uh, to keep weeds away. What did she do about weeds? She, would she get out there and she get... pulled some, but most of the time she just left them go. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, she said it was cover for the for the crops and it helped them out. Uh, but her garden was oh my god, the tomatoes was delicious. The corn, everything that she planted was just fantastic. But I've often wondered, you know, has anybody else ever heard of that or, you know, done that, planting by the signs? Well, I yeah. I never have, but uh, it sounds like Phil has and yeah, Phil's grandparents. My, my grandparents definitely did. And I think that was probably something that uh, our grandparents and maybe parents uh, of their generation, my parents' generation. Well, I bet Ruth is. Well, Rufus has uh, suddenly popped up on the board here, and uh, let's see if we can get three people. Can we get three people on at the same time, Jason? Yeah, I'm sure Rufus did up there in the mountains. Rufus, did you uh, plant by the signs? And good morning, sir. Uh, Good morning from 65 degrees and wonderful boon. Hello, Phil. 
And I Good didn't hear the previous question about grandparents, so I might be able to say something on that. What was it? Uh, Bob was uh, from Spring Hope was talking about his mother's pristine garden. She always had great crops, and she uh, she grew by the signs and oh, sure. uh, the yeah. almanac. Oh, absolutely. My mother did, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. She sure did. Bob, Bob, did you hear that okay? Yes, sir, sure did. All right. Well, I don't know if we uh, helped you or not, but I think we reinforced what you were thinking. There there are plenty yeah, of people who have done uh, that. I don't know how many people use that anymore. Everything's so scientific and so available on on the Internet and so forth. Farmer's Almanac. Yep, far, yeah, old Farmer's Almanac. Mm-hmm. Well, Bob, you yeah. know, sometimes we think back to the stuff that our parents and grandparents had and and you those childhood memories that everything is so much more tasty and so it seems like it was just better. Sometimes I think we do too much trying to change food. I mean, we had really good, like you said, corn. Oh my goodness, because we always fixed corn on the Fourth of July at my granny's, and we had to do that before we could go fishing. And then uh, and then we, you know. Uh, getting the tomatoes were just they were just the best and we never had any problems with them and they grew them up there in that red clay in Alamance County I mean you could hardly plow it one one of the jokes that my mama always used to say is she knew when to plant and I asked her one time I said mama how do you know when to plant she said when the old woman is sitting down there on the on the on the bank fishing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Hey, Bob, uh, good. is a country kitchen? I think it used to be called the country kitchen. Still in Spring Hope. Oh, the one that has the um, 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 chitlins. It's an old. It's an old restaurant. That's. Uh, I mean, as you drive through Spring Hope, going toward Nashville, the old sixty four. It. It yeah. was. Uh, the building is still there, and at one time they was only open like one, uh, one day a week. And their specialty was chitlins. Yeah, they they had chitlins. They also had uh, they they also had um, uh, like country ham sandwiches. You know, real salty, but country ham sandwiches. I always remember those. Yep, yep. Yeah, good folks. uh, Yeah, Rufus. You know, Bob Bob has said the magic word chitlins. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, maybe uh, maybe he should be considered for a membership in the. In the Wake County Chitlin Club. Now, how, what side do you come down on there, Bob, about chitlins? Are you fur or again? I, I haven't eaten them, but I asked one guy one time, and this is kind of a joke, I said, how do you like your chitlins? Stump slung or hand wrung? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Bob. That's good. Well, Bob, I hate to tell you this, because I don't like to think about it too much, but, you know, I've I helped uh, helped a lady one time uh, clean chitlins. Oh I'm not God. sure I'd do that again, you but I did it one that, time. I can wow. Say. You are a brave soul, <laughs> Phil. That's uh, Got right out there in the edge of the woods and got a big old wash pan, wash yep. tub, and cleaned them. It's a real delicacy. <laughs> yep. Did you, did you use lye to help clean them? You know, I can't. I can't remember what we used to clean them, but I just know we cleaned them. 
Rufus, do you ring the ones that the Chitlin Club are served was were cleaned with lye? Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. I think more of the lies are probably in the meeting them itself rather than the chitlins. Maybe I don't well, know. Well, I think L I E is more what happens <laughs> yeah. in the club. <laughs> Bob, I appreciate you calling. I don't know if you learned anything, but we appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, call us again sometime. Yeah. Rufus, I uh, I got in this morning and I was expecting to be alone, but. Poor Gerald said he'd been throwing up all night. He sent me a text, so he wasn't able to be on. So I called, <laughs> I called Phil uh, to see if she would join me. So uh, you didn't have to be alone. She she bailed me out. Well, I don't think anybody wants to listen to me talk for three hours. <laughs> I used to Bart Rittner, who was the best I've ever heard at that. Uh, had to do that once in a while. He'd go through long stretches, and they weren't. There were no calls on open line, mm -hmm. which was a rarity. But he could talk and talk and talk about the most inane things. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. So, uh, Phil and uh, Rufus, uh, I'm, uh, Rufus, I'm glad you called. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you're in cool temperatures up there. Yeah, Rufus, you picked well, a perfect weekend to go up there. Apparently so. Oh, for, uh, it's 65 degrees now. I hit, uh, we hit the foot of the mountain on 421 coming up the Wilkes Mountain. It was 93 degrees. Got to the top of the mountain at Deep Gap. It was uh, 83. Got into Boone and it was 80. Oh, boy. Whoa. And we went to Mike last night to Banner Elk and saw a favorite friend of mine, as you imagine, <clears throat> at Sorrento's restaurant. Oh wow! No kidding! Wow, good good food. Oh, we had we had quite a quite a beautiful evening. Everybody's fine, and uh, invited them back to Raleigh to see all their friends. And I think the Godfather will do that one of these days. I hope uh, I would like to uh, talk to him again. I certainly would. And I'm sorry I didn't. When we've been there a couple of times. I'm sorry I didn't get to talk to his son, who uh, yeah. r runs the. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a grandson there who greeted us last night, too, named Tony. And, and by the way, yes, uh, last weekend, Bob Timberlake called me and he said, I sure I didn't know about that garden show. He said that some people called him afterwards and said that they had been longtime listeners in the area. And he said, I didn't know that it was such a popular show. Yeah. And I said, well, well you, were, you were very popular because. People wanted more of you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry we could. I didn't want to keep him too long. I, I didn't want to keep either one of you too long because I knew that you had to to sign some books and had to talk to people. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of reaction out of having Bob Timberlake on. I mean that uh, that uh, having you on, uh, having <laughs> Phil and all the folks on is is uh, adds a lot of panache to the show. But uh, you know, having somebody like Bob, uh, an, an, you know, a world figure basically, uh, oh, yeah. is, uh, is really something. And you think about it, I don't know of a, uh, a painting that he's ever done that did not have a lot of flowers in nature in it. Well, I, I just right. love, I've been picturing in my mind, he said he was he was doing a, a painting uh, of zinnias in an oyster bucket. And I've, yeah, I've right. pictured that in my mind, how colorful that that's going to be. Well, you and I will have a print of that. 
and I have you an autograph from from Bob. Oh, wonderful! Oh gosh, I'll cherish that. And also, the 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 gentleman that was there with me that day uh, has written a, a a book on Pilot Mountain, and I'm sure Phil and you and everybody knows about Pilot Mountain. Absolutely, it's called, it's called the Faces of Pilot Mountain, and it's like a mystery book about all the things on Pilot Mountain and what might have been the ancient civilizations on there. And his name is Jim McCurvey, and it's called The Faces of Pilot Mountain. And I, oh, I have I to get my, that. Uh, I love book. Pilot Mountain. That's one of my favorite places. Well, you know, it, it would be. before, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of years ago, coming coming upon that that mountain out of any things are, are relatively flat until you see that. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And he he has found uh, just dozens of mysteries uh, that that look like ancient people. Uh, one of them reminded me of what what is that uh, aisle over in off of uh, Europe that has all those figurines on it? Uh, East, is it Easter Island? Yes. There in the Pacific, yeah. Yeah, there's some formations up there that that remind you of the Easter Islands, and so it's a great book. I have you one. And I know Phil will want to get one. I, I had to rush, and I, I would have gotten Phil one because I know she has mentioned Pilot Mountain so many times. But but well, we'll get I you one, like, Phil. There's a lot of reasons I like Pilot Mountain. I love the mountains, and I can go to my brother's, which is only two hours away or less, <clears throat> and I can see Pilot Mountain from his house, and I can see it as we drive up to his house. But you can actually see Pilot Mountain from my nephew's house and from Jim's house, and it's absolutely, um, it's it is just, it's just my favorite. Well, I'll tell you how favorite it is. We can't tell the state park people this, but that's where my assets are going to be put. So uh-huh. that, there, that tells you how much I love Pilot Mountain. Well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about any ashes this morning. It's it's okay. It's okay. I know, but 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 that's a special dear place. <coughs> My goodness, um, God, that that's profound. Yeah, and, and that's a good place. You know yeah, and you know, Sourtown Mountain is up there as well. So there were a lot of Indians. Uh, the Americans, Indians were there. Um, the Native Americans, they were there uh, because um, that Sourtown Mountain is over next to Hanging Rock. So there's, it's really unique how you're in, like Mike said, you're in a flat place all of a sudden, and there's these hills, mountains that have just sprung up out of the middle of, of the flat places. Uh, Bill Leslie takes really good photographs, and, and he... Yes, he uh, does. He, pilot Mountain photographs are just... I just love those. I just yeah, love those. Yeah. It's so his, unique. His Pilot Mountain photographs, one of them looks like a look like the ocean and maybe a whale coming up out of the ocean or something. Or just an island. Yeah, yeah, an island. It was it was very unique. Yeah, because so. there was, it was uh, fog. It was just right, kind of sticking right. out out from the fog, basically. So, yeah, anybody right. that lives around that area is, is really lucky to be able to, to have that view every morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the book is going to be available. I made a suggestion to Jim. <clears throat> that he go by the North Carolina <clears throat> Museum of History uh, 
gift shop. Oh, yeah. And, and he left some books over there. So for our listeners that like what we're saying about Pilot Mountain, they can get the book called Faces of Pilot Mountain at the okay. North Carolina Museum of History. Okay. So it's there now? Yes, it's there now. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to get one, and I'll get one for my brother. Which my brother told me the other day that he just loves your book. He and he and his wife both just love your book. They have enjoyed it so much. I know, and that's that's the tame stuff. <laughs> you got a whole grab bag of of information that we all should know, but you haven't shared with us yet. Well, I told you that's for the day when I, about a week before I die, <clears throat> the, the book will be published. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about all that here in Boone, about a half a mile from where I grew up. And I, I thought of the days when, as a young boy, I would drive a tractor with a load of cabbage behind it through the, the streets of Boone. And there, there they would say, there goes the cabbage king. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do it today. Don't do it today. No, and some people call me cabbage head. <laughs> well, shame on them. No, no. Uh, Jason, we don't have to take a break, do we? Or do we? Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll just talk here for a few minutes, uh, if y'all don't mind. I I am uh, so glad to have dear friends on. You you bail me out again. Well, I'm just glad to be your friend, and I'm glad to be Rufus's friend. And Well, we need, you know, we need to, you, you folks have to help me keep this going um, for as long as we can, I guess. You know. Well, well the, the, I, I can't do it by myself. Well, I will tell you one thing, Bob. Uh, the bond to bail you out was mighty high. And helping people. Yeah. Rufus, uh, the, bond, the bond to bail me out is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to pay a huge amount of money to, to bail you out on this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope it was worth it. Uh, was last night a school night? Uh, you, not Exactly. We, because we were speculating, because uh, you didn't call, you didn't call at eight o'clock. <laughs> I said, "Well, I don't know when we're going to uh, to hear from from Brother Rufus today." <laughs> yeah, it, it was sort yeah. of a uh, a semi, uh, let's say, a semi school night. Because after all, I was at a very great restaurant, and Linda got her favorite wine, which is called Banner Elk Red. So it was not a school night for for uh, Linda either. Oh no, oh no, we had my my nephew driving us, and so we were we were at freedom. Wonderful. Well, tell tell Linda that we said hello. Yeah. We certainly will. She's she's uh, doing all those things that ladies do to get ready for a big day. <laughs> so, um, uh, what about wildflowers up there? Did you see a lot going up on the roadside? Like, oh, absolutely, I absolutely. I saw a lot of and flowers, a lot of wildflowers last week. The first, I mean, this past week, at the first of the week when we went up, I went up to Virginia, and uh, we drove up the back way up towards, uh, went to Safari Park, actually. Uh, so close to Natural Bridge, there was a lot of wildflowers. What, what's the real tall, uh, real tall with a big plume on it, the tall wildflower that you see? Uh, along the yellow? roads up that way. Is it, is, is well, it a yellow? No, no, no. It's kind of um, pinkish purple. Oh, it's the Joe Pye weed. Joe Pye weed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have some in my yard. I couldn't think of it. 
But yeah, you see that growing in the wild up there. Yeah, but they're not blooming quite yet up there. Yeah, not not up north. So that's uh, that's more of an August August thing, maybe yeah, late August and first uh, of September. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Joe Pie Weed. Yeah, I do too. They're pretty. They're really nice. Well, well yeah, I, I have one a question. I, I have a question about down home. <clears throat> Always by about the Fourth of July, Phil. Mm-hmm. My my figs have ripened uh, this year. They they have not only not ripened, they've remained uh, smaller in size, and I, I guess it's just the weather. I, I don't know. Well, I don't. I think um, I think the Fourth of July might be a little bit early, Rufus. Mine always ripen. Mine usually ripen around the first week in August, but they got ready two to two and a half weeks early this year. Uh, yeah, Pam I saw came some of yours. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, Pam came by yesterday, and she she and her husband got some of them. And um, they're, I mean, they're just, I've never seen figs. They're, one day it looks like, you know, because everybody's picking them and the birds are getting them. But, um, and so you look there, and there's not many there. And the next morning, there's a whole a whole new crop ready. They're getting ready yeah. so fast. Yeah, I saw but that I when I was there last. Will come along. Yeah, yours will come along. All right, we uh, we have just a few seconds before. Gosh, this hour is already gone, and uh, so we got a got a couple of couple of more as long as y'all can stay with us. And Paul is in Wendell, and we'll talk with with him also coming up. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm just uh, just very thankful this morning. It's nice to have friends. Well, I'm very <laughs> thankful to be able to be up, and yeah, I got my shower in about. There five. you go. We'll be back. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.